Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Welcome back to Spirit School. I'm super excited to be here with you today for the April Spirit Messages. Got a lot of great feedback about the March Spirit Messages. I can never remember what I say or how I said it, but I'm glad that it resonated. I'm glad that it landed. I'm on vacation right now, so you guys haven't been getting the weekly ones as consistently as consistently on YouTube as you were used to. Um, but I really have been enjoying these couple weeks off. Uh, I don't know where you live in the world. I know I have a ton of listeners in the Southern hemisphere and you guys are heading into where you're in fall now. And of course we're in spring. Um, and I'm somebody who suffers with allergies. So that has been very prevalent for the past few weeks, even now having our getting to do this, uh, spirit messages for you, how to take a bunch of antihistamines, Oh my goodness. I just can't even stand all these allergies, but I can't complain because it is beautiful weather. I mean, in the mornings, it's minus two where I am in the, by the afternoons, it's like plus 16. I don't know what that is in American days in Fahrenheit, but you know, it's like super cold in the mornings, but it warms up. You see all the blooms coming about the grass is starting to get greener. It's just a really abundant time of year. Um, so definitely have been feeling that abundance, been resting after such a busy winter season in my business and in my practice. And yeah, I just also wanted to give a shout out to my most amazing listeners. I'm not even lying. I have literally the best podcast listeners in the world. I had um, Deb Squizero on the podcast last, one of my really good mediumship friends. Her story was incredible, very inspiring. I only received a few messages from people telling them, telling me how impactful the interview was. Super appreciative of that. But Deb wrote me yesterday. She actually sent me some voice memos on Instagram just saying, holy cow, Danielle, you have like the best audience. She received dozens of messages from you guys on how impactful her story was. She was incredibly touched, brought to tears, moved to tears. So I just want to say every time I receive a message about the podcast, I constantly hear, I never do this, but people never feel compelled to reach out to people that inspire them or that they want to just connect with. And so just so you know, it really does impact us in a very positive way that you do reach out. So also wanted to just say in the link in the bio or the link in the description below, whether you're in YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, I actually have a link that you could leave the podcast a voicemail and I will put it on air. I, you can have it anonymous if you don't want to share your name or if you want to share your Instagram handle, totally cool too. But if you do want to leave a podcast, whether it was about an interview, a biggest takeaway, a message for me, a message for one of my guests, just leave the podcast a voicemail. They're 90 seconds long. Click the link. Um, super easy. You could do it just from your phone. And yeah, I would love to hear from you and I will post those. Uh, so yay. Thank you guys so much. Now, pardon me while I clear my throat. <laughs> My throat is very swollen from my allergies, but it's been like this for an entire month. So I'm just going to get through this and really be here and present with you guys because 
this spirit messages has been kind of coming to my awareness now for over a week. It's been something that has been kind of like dropping in. People are always curious. Like you talk to Skylar all the time. You talk to your spirit guides, but how do you receive their information? I don't receive full cohesive sentences. I don't receive imagery that makes any sense to me. I don't receive anything that you could take away as being like super clear cut. I think in my entire spiritual development, um, and I'm always going to be developing path, I have only received a few clear sentences from the world of spirit. And they've always been very profound. And they've always been backed up with some sort of evidence that follows right after to let me know that it was for them. That's part of my discernment. So a lot of the messages that I received from spirit, and this one came through clear as day, uh, about a week and a half ago, it comes up through synchronicity. So it's like an idea that pops into my head, never heard it before. And then all of a sudden, I hear people talking about it. And all the a sudden it's in my awareness in a bunch of different areas. And so that's kind of spirit's way of kind of showing me that thought that we placed within you that felt very much like your own was actually us inspiring you. And here's a bunch of different aspirers, whether they would come in the form of people or podcasts or Instagram posts or whatever. And this latest kind of bomb drop in my life has been around conditional power. And you know, I've had some time off. I'm on my second week off right now. So other than the initiation circle, um, my community of light workers, a monthly membership, I've been in there as much as possible a couple of days a week. I've been off. I haven't been checking my emails. I haven't been, well, I've been checking my Instagram DMs because I love Instagram. So I'm on there because I love it. And so I have been keeping up with those, but I haven't been checking emails, completely abandoned my Facebook messenger. I told you guys a while ago. And so I've been off and I've had a lot of beautiful time to rest, tap into my feminine, um, just kind of recharge from the busy winter I had with the initiation program, the circle, my metamorphosis clients. It's been a really busy season in my business. And so I've been really replenishing. And so it's opened up a lot of space for spirit to be able to come in and inspire. And so when they brought me, I was actually on a walk with my dog around this beautiful golf course along the river. And I was kind of like contemplating mediumship as I usually do, spiritual connection as I usually do. And I've actually had a lot of wounds come up from the past around this not enoughness um, when it comes to my physical appearance and the way that I look, the way that I stand, the way that I sit, the way that, um, you know, my clothes fit. I have a lot of past judgment. Um, I shared the story just very quickly on the Deb um, interview that like my first husband left me when he was on a business trip because I was fat. And that was actually, he called me at work to tell me you're fat. I don't love you anymore. You need to find someone who loves you despite what you look like, like literally word for word. That's what he said. And he never came back. And I was really young. I was only 23 or 24 when that happened. And though I don't really talk about it and I've moved on and I had, I've had two relationships since then one boyfriend and then plus one husband who I've been with for 13 years. You don't think that things like that hurt you anymore because you have moved past it, but sooner or later, it comes up again. These past wounds that we have come up again, because I feel like sometimes we stay busy. We don't process things maybe the way that we should for survival mechanism. We've seen, you know, spiritual bypassing. We've even seen toxic positivity and I don't poo poo on any of those things because I feel like sometimes when we go through something traumatic or we go through something that really, you know, messes with our mind, it's a survival response 
to incorporate the toxic positivity or do spiritually bypass because we're just not ready to deal with the things yet. And so what I have found as I have found peace in my relationship, I have found peace in my career. I found peace with my mothering. I found peace with my finances. It's almost like, okay, now this stuff is ready to come up so that you can start looking at it and see how it's actually affected you um, from that point to now. And so I could see how that has impacted me in the way where, you know, I used to be very athletic. I stopped caring for my body like I used to. I stopped prioritizing it actually became dead last because that comment hurt me. It actually destroyed me in so many ways, especially being such a young woman. You can imagine what that does um, to the psyche, to the self-worthiness, to the fact that because of my body, my safety, security, my love left. And so of course that's going to bring up deep wounds. And so sometimes we stay so busy that we're not dealing with our things. We're not allowing the emotions to come up and move through as a way to heal, right? Emotions need to be passed through you. If you don't process them or deal with them, they stay within your body. They can create dis-ease. They can, you know, they can create like psychological and safety. And so they do need to be eventually dealt with. So sometimes things will come up in our lives. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I dealt with that decades ago. And your own spirit's going to be like, well, no, you were actually just surviving and you were just skimming the surface of it. And now it's time to deal with it deeply. So I was wondering with spirit, I was like, where does this kind of wave of insecurity come from? Like I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in my life. Am I not worthy of peace? This is what I preach. This is one of the core like values of my business. You are worthy of peace. And this peace started getting disrupted in my life. And all these memories started flooding back from this past experience. And I saw it. Um, I'm about to post this by the time this airs, this post will probably be on Instagram. But I remember even telling my business coach, he's like, well, what's one you know, goal that you have for a year together when it comes to your health. And I said, I would love to wear a tank top, like, and feel comfortable because I haven't probably worn a tank top since my early twenties, since before that incident happened, because I've had so much shame around my body. And so I said, I would love to just have a black tank top on and have a picture taken in a tank top thinking that I had to be a size zero or size two, or even got a size eight or 10 to be able to be that person that could wear a tank top. And then it, as I started bringing this back to my awareness, cause he brought it up again. He's saying, you know, your physical goal, like where are you at with that? I'm like, I just ignore it. I just pretend like I didn't even make it. And the way that spirit works and our divinity works. And when I talk about spirit, I'm not talking about spirit outside of us. I'm talking about our own spirits as well, right? Like we are spirit embodied in this physical casing. We are spirit. So when I talk about spirit, I'm talking about our higher selves, our own spiritual connections that are connected to the divine, where we return to, where we come from. And so when I spirit was bringing to my awareness, all these conversations I was having with other women where we were saying, you know, in my late twenties, my early thirties, I beat up on my body all the time. Like I never felt good enough. I was always hiding. Uh, even my assistant Danielle made a post about this recently, like standing behind people in photos, making sure your good side was there sucking in the stomach, um, like really positioning yourself so that you are feeling as confident as possible. But then looking back at those photos, you're like, wow, I looked amazing. 
Like I actually looked incredible. And don't you wish that we didn't waste all that time 15, 20 years ago berating on ourselves because of the way that we felt like we looked when in hindsight, looking back, we looked amazing. Like, why was I thinking that about myself? And so I have these kind of conversations come up because I'm healing this part of my journey and this, like, you know, this unworthiness that continues to come up from this experience that I had in my early twenties, I have not dealt with properly yet. And I have not processed all those emotions that came up and how that actually impacted my life. And one day I will write a book because my life is crazy. Anyone who hears little pieces about my life or like, you have to write a book. I'm like, one day I will. <laughs> but that day is not now. And so I'm processing all these things. And so all these other women kept saying the same thing. I'm like, yeah. And then I had to get a photo. Well, I didn't have to, I got to have a photo shoot done because I'm having my best friend, Christy redo my website. So full brandy co have to give her a shout out there. I absolutely love her. And so I wanted to get these new websites or these new pictures done for my new website. And I kind of just said enough. I went shopping with one of my friends who has a business where she does hair and makeup and she's also a stylist. So I had her come to the only clothing shop in Squamish is it helped me find two or three looks for my website. And she pulled out this bodysuit tank top. And I was like, girl, I can't do a tank top. I'm like, have you seen these arms? Have you seen like these shoulders? Like I can't do a tank top. She's like, try it on. Just see what it looks like. I felt amazing in it. I felt absolutely amazing in it. And when I went to the photo shoot, I said, I want to get pictures of me in this black tank top. I'm not waiting anymore. I am not waiting anymore. I'm doing this now because I know when I am 47, 10 years from now, I'm going to look back at 37 year old Danielle and say, you looked great. What were you worried about? And I know I will have regretted the not wearing the tank top the waiting until whatever comes to feel worthy enough to adorn this or that or that or that. So I felt like a lot of what was coming up for me and how it was reflecting in my business, how it was reflecting in my mediumship, how it was reflecting in my relationships, this unworthiness actually rooted from this experience I had when I was 23, which is what spirit brought to me when they talked to me about conditional power. They're like, do you only feel powerful when other people are telling you you're beautiful, are you only feeling powerful in your mediumship and in your power? If people are telling you how great you are, are you only feeling worthy of being seen and heard when you're receiving feedback from other people? I love your podcast. I you've inspired me in some way, or are you able to meet yourself and feel that exact same power by yourself without any external sources kind of patting your ego. And the truth of the matter is I kind of came to a point where I was like, well, who am I? Like, who actually am I? Because I have always been complimented. I've been very lucky. I have a husband who absolutely adores me. doesn't matter what size I am, whether I have a pixie cut or long hair, he's never bothered. And so I've always felt adored and gorgeous around him without a doubt. He's just, he's absolutely amazing. I, we actually have a joke in the house where I say, I think I'm reversing an age. And he's like, okay. <laughs> And he's 11 years older than me. So, you know, I've always felt really adored with him, 
but have I been able, and I ask this to you guys, because these spirit messages are really things that I'm experiencing and things that I need to hear and things that spirit are bringing to my awareness, because I know for me, for you, for us all is kind of how this works. We are all connected and I trust the seasons and rhythms of life. And I trust the divinity of our, our spirit teams that those who will resonate with this message will be drawn to listen to this. And those that it will not resonate with might skip this week, might skip this month. So I do trust that what I'm talking about, what I'm sharing is going to land and resonate with those who are drawn here. So I pose this question to you, me and us can we feel powerful from within? Can we feel eternally powerful because of who we are? We are spirit. We are love. We are one with the divine. We are one with everything around us. We are connected to one another. So sometimes too, walking around, all of a sudden, I don't feel like I'm very powerful. Look at who is in your awareness. Look at who is in your energy. Look at who you're choosing to spend time with. Are they lacking their internal power? That doesn't mean you drop them. And you go find people who are within their power so you can keep up. You might actually have to be the lead in that and learn how to stand in your own power, in your own truth, in your true essence, and feel consistently powerful because you are powerful. I am powerful. And sometimes we forget that power because of external sources and different road bumps that we've had within this life. And that brings in about conditional power. When I look at the readers in the room and the people who are, you know, the light workers, I have people who listen, who have no interest in becoming a medium. And I have people who are listening, who are looking at developing their own spiritual gifts and their own spiritual development. So I'm talking to every single person, but I want to speak to the readers here. Do you only feel worthy of your gifts and feeling worthy of sharing your gifts when other people are telling you how good you are or the yeses? which makes you feel powerful. Yes, we build power within a session when we hear those yeses and those validations. But can you stay in your power when the information is not placed or understood? And for a lot of us, I can say yes, in all honesty, in many cases, I have been able to fully stand within my power um, despite the no's and despite the people not being able to fully place things yet and having to work at it a little bit deeper. But when healing comes in, when the humanness comes in, what triggers from the past come in that need to come up to be healed, that will reflect in all areas of our lives. It will reflect in our relationships. It will reflect in our businesses, in our practices. And so sometimes when those things come up, we didn't lose our gifts. We didn't lose our connection. Spirit is saying, hey, there's a tie here to why all of a sudden you feel rocked. And what happened to my power? There's something that's causing this conditional power to play and ebb and flow within your awareness. So one of the things that we need to kind of uncover each and every one of us, including me, is that internal source, that internal power that is never extinguished. We know our divine being. We know our divine essence is eternal. It is not conditional. So it is only the human experiences that we have here that can knock us out of our power. So how do we get to a place within these human existences that we can't let other people take our power away? It doesn't matter what the boss says, what the husband says, what the kids might say, what the client says. How do we get to a place with our power that it stays eternal? And I know it can be done. 
I know it can be done. I feel like I've done so much healing around my ego and my practice, but it doesn't mean that if I get knocked down in life, that that's not going to reflect in the practice. And I hope I'm not repeating myself and you can kind of see how this connection works, right? It's all connected, every single one of it. So though our egos might be like, no, my marriage is on the rocks. Spirit might be drawing you to your finances and say, no, you've actually always been a little bit unstable with finances and that's just playing out in your marriage. So you're looking over here, but you need to be looking over here too. And this is how come we need to be incredibly aware in our lives of all the major pillars in our life. Now, when I do psychic work, which I call soul work, early on, sorry for people on YouTube who keep watching me scratch my nose. I have such bad allergies right now. When I started doing psychic work, because again, spirit brought it to my awareness that not everyone who wants to work with me wants mediumship. And I felt that because the need wasn't there. I was like, why am I pulling at straws right now? Well, actually, I don't have anyone to hear from. I just kind of want to know about XYZ. Oh, okay. So I'm actually a self-taught psychic. I have never taken a psychic course. I've taken tons of mediumship development, but I've never taken anything for psychic. So everything that I have, I have learned has been self-study and obviously mentored by the world of spirit because they're still there. Even if I'm not working mediumistically, spirit is still there supporting me in all avenues of my practice. That includes mentoring. That includes these spirit messages. That includes my podcast. That includes all the content I create. They are still inspiring me and working with and through me, no matter what that reading looks like. But what they showed me was that there was many pillars in our lives that are connected, but it could be overwhelming if we don't start putting them into little buckets. So what I'm talking about is when I tune in, I feel, okay, I feel closed to chakra. I feel, you know, like I feel stuck in this area. Like I'm not expressing myself and they'll show me a pillar. They'll show me, it's like health, finances, spirituality, relationships, career, finances. It's these different pillars that kind of light up. And there's usually two that are linking together. And this is how come in my practice, I often say, I try to bring through what the soul's yearning for, not what the mind comprehends. And people will leave the sessions basically saying, wow, I actually didn't know how big of an issue that actually was in my life. I was like, yeah, it's a big, it's a big thing. And so spirit wants us to be aware of all the pillars in our life, even if we look at them one at a time, but not disconnect them or put them into little buckets where, um, because we're not nurturing our body, of course, that's going to impact our ability to sit in stillness, right? We do kind of have to try to find a balance between them. So I feel that this is part of spirit's messages this month for everybody is looking at what may be having you feeling stuck, what may be having you feel a little powerless or where you may have lost some power and see different areas of your life that may need a little bit of love and attention that may have been put on the back burner that may support the healing in what you're actually facing. So this is where spirit really wants to talk about conditional power and know that we are worthy. And one of the missions in this human experience is, is to find our divine power and hold on to it and understand that because that's who we are, our natural essence is to be standing in our power and powerful. It can never be extinguished unless we allow it to be, unless we allow other people's judgments, other people's, you know, comments things that have come up in the past that haven't been dealt with yet 
affect us. So they need to be actually processed and dealt with. So that's part of Spears messages for us when we come into April. So I also felt earlier, I was on a run earlier, standing right now. So I could feel it on my knees, <laughs> not quite as young as I used to be. And what they were saying to me when I was on my run and what they were inspiring me with was um, that we're entering a season of the feminine. So in the initiation circle, I'm going to be bringing on my business coach um, as the guest mentor for April. And he works a lot with masculine and feminine energy when it comes to business. And he, I mean, he's just inspired me so much on this path with this. The spirit is saying to the people who are listening here today that we are going to be turning a corner from what we have tried to force and effort and create and structure and heading into a time of the feminine. And I feel like that's going to be a big thing when it comes into April. So the feminine is about feeling processing those emotions, not holding on to them, not trying to be strong despite. It's going to be actually looking, feeling, and processing the feelings that are coming up for us. And I recently, I think I heard a podcast. It was a, she was like a neurological scientist who, it was on the expanded podcast, if you ever listened to that one. And she was talking about how we always push down these emotions, but Really, if we can sit with them for 90 seconds, if we can sit in the discomfort and the disease that's created from the emotions that bring discomfort to ourselves, if we can sit with it for 90 seconds, it will move through us. But what happens when we start feeling because we're conditioned to be in a world of the masculine, what happens when we have an uncomfortable feeling come up for so many of us is where was this caused from? Who caused this? What situation? And I know I'm guilty of this as well, wanting to know what, who, how, why. That is really masculine, trying to like figure that out and like fix it all. What needs to happen, and I want you to take this on as an assignment for April, is to just feel it, name it, claim it, feel it. Let it move through you. And see if at the end of, you know, 30 days or however many days is in April, how much stronger, more powerful you might feel because you didn't hide away from them. You didn't sweep them under the rug. You faced them. You felt them. And they move through you. And I just feel that that is actually honoring our feminine. Not analyzing it, efforting it, forcing it, scrutinizing it. Just being with it, sitting with it, name it claim it? Where in your body do you feel it? And not trying to fix it, right? Let's not try to fix it. Let's just be with it for just a hot few minutes, okay? So we are entering a time to get in contact with our feminine. And you know, it's interesting in our initiation circle too, we were having this conversation where there's a big struggle on trying to identify like what activities are actually feminine, like being in your feminine, like meditating is masculine. That stillness parenting is masculine because that's providing when I'm in my service, I'm in service mode. That's masculine. I'm serving, providing for other people. So there's actually very little time in the way that the world is currently set up for us to actually honor and be within our feminine. For me, it was baths. I know water's feminine. So being by water's feminine, right? So really kind of collecting what activities can help you get into your feminine, feeling the emotions, journaling, expressing yourself, singing, poetry, writing, dancing, moving, 
I even think like repotting plant and candle making. That's, those are two things I did this month because I've completely changed my life this month after I hit burnout early in March. I completely changed my life and restructured it because I know how I was working was not working for me and not working in the best interest of my longevity in this work. So I had to completely transform my life. And so I started repotting all my plants and I bought really fancy pots and I bought some dirt and I was just sitting there in the kitchen. I was actually watching my friend, Megan. Hopefully you guys love her on TikTok. She could just got a spirit box and I was obsessed with it. And she did this live and I'm watching her live the spirit box and uh, repotting, potting all my plants. And the next night I got all this candle wax and I started making all these candles because that actually is part of my secret practice. I always have candles lit. And so it's like all connected. And I felt very in my feminine doing that on paper is that feminine activity. I don't know. I don't have the checklist, but I do know. I felt completely embodied in my feminine. What was creating these things I would use in my sacred practice. It was all connected and it made me feel whole. Even just for a couple minutes, I felt pretty whole. Okay. I'm just going to pull a couple cards because I felt like I've gone on a little bit here and hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I just felt very inspired to talk about this. And I actually do still, even right now, don't remember what I said. So I do know it came from spirit. Um, even though I know I was sharing some of my personal experiences, that's the way I work. I get comments all the time that you guys really enjoy that because I don't know how to teach other people's stuff. I actually don't retain a whole lot of information I can only share things that I've experienced or am experiencing, right? I think that's called being an experiential teacher. A lot of people really give me a lot of credit for being vulnerable, but this is the only way I know how to be. It's the only way I know how to teach and share and inspire is by sharing the things I go through and I've gone through and what I've done to kind of like process them. So hopefully this lands for some of you guys today. Okay, so I'm just going to pull three cards from my Moonology deck, which I absolutely love. Okay, so the first one is the full moon in Scorpio. And so this is all about releasing. This is releasing thought patterns, releasing belief systems, releasing toxic people, toxic situations in your life. This is going to be a big month of releasing that. So look around the full moon. I don't have a calendar in front of me on when that is. I think we just had it. So it's going to be near the end of April. Um, so look at leading up until the next full moon, really taking stock of what you're ready to release. Like, because we sometimes cannot bring in a new until we release. Do you guys ever see that in your family cycles? Some person will die and then another one's born all the time. I see that happening in my awareness, right? And so what, what dies births anew, it's the cycle of life. And so spirit is talking about a cycle right now. And they're talking about, okay, I see what you're calling in, but what are you going to release? You don't have space and capacity for all of this. So you got to get clear on your desires. You got to get clear on what you actually want to call into your life and what you're willing to release. Because to bring us something good, we should be letting go of something that doesn't serve us anymore. So this month is going to be getting really clear on that. And while we're focusing on feminine energy, let's talk about that for a minute. While we're focusing on feminine energy, it's about our desires. So what do you desire and what do you currently have going on in your life that does not match that vibration of that desire that you're trying to call in? So that's going to be big for this month. Spirit is also, here we go. We've got the new moon eclipse. So this is powerful change. So this card is the time for changes. Now we didn't go through the BS of 2020 to keep things the same right? That is not what the divine purpose of what we have been going through this, 
this pandemic, right? It's time for change. And you may look at your life from a year. I know we just, I hate the word celebrated, but it's been a year. Um, like a year ago today, I was in lockdown for six months with my kids, right? I was home with my kids for six months. And so what hasn't changed from last year to this year that you desired to change? And so now is the time, if you can get clear on what you're willing to release, AKA bring in a new, it's a really powerful time for change. So tap into the feminine desires of what you want in your life, what you want to bring in, what you're ready to let go of, and know that this is going to spark the change that you have been yearning for. So that's something that spirit really wants to bring in. And I really love this one. This is um, the waxing moon card. And this is about energy gaining momentum. So even if you're feeling stuck right now at the end of March and we're heading into April, new season, new like Aries cycle, fiery kind of like Aries energy, nothing is lost. Even though you feel stuck now, you're still moving forward. The energy is still progressing forward. Even if you do not feel like it's moving fast enough, look at where you are compared to a year from now you'll probably feel like you made quantum leaps in so many different areas of your life, so many different ways. So don't feel like you're moving slow because sometimes we're too stuck on looking at what's ahead of us. Celebrate the here and now, how far you've actually come and just trust the words from the words from the world of spirit that momentum is moving upwards. What you desire is coming to fruition. Tune into the feeling of what those desires are so that you can kind of like, you know, collapse time around it and bring it in even sooner for you. So this is getting clear on your feelings and again, desires. And just know that even if you're feeling like things are not moving as fast for you as you were hoping or wanted, it's exactly where you need to be right now and celebrate how far you have come. Once you kind of can celebrate how far you've come, Spirit will be able to bring you more because they're like, okay, she cherishes it. She recognizes it. She, she, she sees what she has healed from this past and she's ready for what's coming up next. So just know positive movement forward. For some reason, I still want to pull one more. So I'm just going to do that. And, you know, okay. So this is the final one. Sorry. <laughs> I just felt called to, that's how these things work. Um, so take a time breath out. So I'm just ending a two week break and I cannot tell you how incredible this was for my soul. And even though I'm booked until August right now in my mentorship and everything, I actually did pre-book two weeks off in August as well. And I'm going to make this a big habit of mine every quarter to book two weeks off at a time, because there's something about this big chunk of time that has brought so much clarity to my life. And we're just not giving ourselves the space to breathe into it, tune into our desires, deal with our emotions. We're not giving ourselves the space in the patriarch world that we are in right now. So we need to bring it in ourselves right? So spirit is saying, take time out, breathe, incorporate it however you can. Um, I recently talked on my Instagram stories, how I've been meditating very regularly now, like I always sat in the power, uh, but maybe only for 10, 15 minutes. And again, the big life changes that I felt so inspired to take this month incorporated a very dedicated meditation practice. And so I've been meditating for over an hour a day and when I got two kids, a busy business, clients of the yin yang of community, it's intense. So I put my kids to bed and I do it after they go to bed. So I had to completely change my night routine to be able to fit that in. 
Another thing I started doing, and I'm just telling you guys this because I feel like somebody out there is going to benefit from it. But I, was, I started packing lunches at night too. I used to do them in the morning and that would be my entire morning. It's actually nice to have like a slow morning with the kids and actually be very present with them because they're so sweet in the mornings. So at, lunch, at nighttime, what I do is I put the kids to bed. I meditate for an hour and then I go make the lunches. And then sometimes I'll lay in bed and just watch some TikTok or I'll lay in bed and read a book, whatever I kind of feel like that night. And that has served me incredibly well, that big shift compared to I'd put the kids to bed. I would run to the grocery store for lunches the next day because I didn't plan my life. And then I might watch a TV show with my husband and I felt just super frazzled and like I didn't actually do anything to nurture myself. And this was really the only time in the day I had to do what I really wanted to do. So just letting you know, because I ran a poll on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago about like, do you meditate? If so, why not? And by and large, 80% of the people, and I believe it was around 80% of the people who said, I don't have time. Well, guess what? You're in charge of your calendar. You get to make time. You get to choose when. So look at where you want to prioritize it and see the benefits from it. And I told people, give it even 10 days just 10 days and you will see incredible benefits from it. And then you will look forward to it. You're going to make time for it because you're going to feel those incredible benefits from it. So look at all that, see how you feel about all that. And just know that everything that came through me today was inspired by the world of spirit. I know that it's for whoever is aligned to listen to it. I hope you enjoyed the April forecast and the April spirit messages. Hope it resonated, inspired you. Do leave the podcast a voice memo down below. Click the link if you feel inspired to share a big takeaway, your favorite interview, anything you want to say about the Spirit School podcast. I love it. I'm also going to be doing some angel episodes coming up because I have definitely been called by the angels to start stepping into that work a lot more. So I have my first um, angel circle, um, the angel hour, which is one hour and 11 minutes long from 1 11 p.m. to 2 22 p.m. on Monday, April 12th. The replay will also be sent out to all registrants. We already have almost 40 people registered for that. So excited. I'm going to be sharing some angel philosophy and guiding you guys through an experience and creating atmospherical energy and containers so that you can feel the vibration and love from the angelic realms. Sometimes that may come in with just an overwhelming sense of love. Sometimes we feel healing being taking place. Sometimes we'll actually see and have conversations with them. Your own journey will be very personal um, in that container, but I'm going to create the vibration and the frequency so you guys will be able to, you know, meet the angelic realms within that space. So very excited for that. And that's all I have right now for you guys. Have a good April. Uh, I do have a couple interviews lined up this month. I have um, Michael Mayo, medium Michael Mayo. I also have a medium from down in Australia. Um, Sheila, I can't remember her last name right now. I'm going to be interviewing her. I'm really excited. She just wrote a book. She studied the Earth of Finley College. Um, she talks a lot about overcoming a lot of fears in this work. So I'm really excited for that as well. And I will catch you guys next time on Spirit School. See ya. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spirit School. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you for tagging me on Instagram at Squamish Medium so I can also share. It really helps get the word out about the podcast. If you're interested in working with me in my one-on-one mentorship, a reading, or all the various programs that I run, you can go to squamishmedium.com or check me out on Instagram at Squamish Medium. The link in the bio has everything I am currently working on in service to the world of spirit. Have a great day, guys.